This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. How's it going? Um, so, last week went well. Um, I played, I was supposed to play Worlds Without Number, but I didn't. Um, I, of course, played Sanguera, and this week I might go back to the bar and play more D&D. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, so, in Blood Wars of Sanguera, we, um, started the Vecna quest, and, uh, it's like, get rid of the hand in the eye and it's very uh very good very good uh they got they so i gave them an option to skip uh they chose not to um i uh put a message in the back of the tome of the still tongue that uh said um something to the effect of you know, if you're interested in, uh, I understand you're interested in destroying the hand and I, I'm fine with that, but, uh, know that if you come after me, you'll, you will die because I am a god. Um, if you insist on following this route, then, uh, Tor, Torvo, Torv, Tor, Torva, Torov, Torov, I think maybe? Torov Baragu, uh, is the, um, is the best place for you to go or something like that, something in that effect. I, I should have wrote it down. Oh, you know what? I recorded it, duh. Um, so I can go back to the recording and uh, retype it. Uh, I don't remember if I liked what I said or what I retconned when I uh, typed it out in World Anvil the next day. Hey, look, I did a session report too. Uh, check those out, World Anvil slash Jerry247, Blood Wars of Sanguera. Um, well, no, World Anvil slash Jerry247. That's, and then you can see all my worlds there and then click on Blood Wars of Sanguera. Um, I haven't been doing session reports, as I said, but uh, yay, I did one. Um, I did prep last week, too, so yay, exciting. Um, I did some prep this week. I'm going to spend tomorrow fleshing out encounters, so yay, happy, I'm back. Um, anyway, so uh, they, they went to this place, and uh, it's on the world of Greyhawk. So they uh, stopped in a local town, which I cannot remember the name. It was like Kalav or something like that. Um, but it's a town like on the edge of the lake. So um, they go in there and they kind of split up and they start asking questions. And they find out uh, a little bit of background on... Um, so first they did a history check. Um, and then they got a little bit of information on, uh, Torov Baragu. Um, and then, uh, two of them went to the priest and two of them went to, 
or two of them went to a temple, um, and two of them went to the bars, right? Um, so, uh, I talked to the people who were going to the bar first, I believe, and, uh, I basically, I was just like, you're going to the bars, what are you going to do? Okay, give me a roll, and then I jumped to the next person. Like, as they're rolling, I said, okay, so what are you guys doing? Going to the church? And then we role-played out that church scene. Um, when I'm switching between two groups, I like to leave one group hanging, right? Um, that way they're they're eager to get back to it, so they're paying attention, you know, wanting to see what's going to happen, right? And then um, the second group, when I'm done with them and go back, there's that that open circle, right? We got to close that circle. It's a, it's a human nature thing. We need closed circles. We need tight ends, tie up those ends, right? Um, so the second group is still interested in what happened with the first group because we've got those die rolls hanging there. So anyway, um, it was like a 25 and a one were the two rolls from the two players. So I jump over to the church scene and uh, they get a lot of info out of that. Um, that this place used to be a place of war, place of worship. Nobody knows who built it. The stones are like a mile across, um, so it had to be someone huge that built it, um, or someone with vast power. Um, and uh, I don't, I didn't tell them there were gateways. I'm, I'm surprised that didn't come up. Uh, wow, that should have come up. Um, anyway, so I kind of gave like them all the information at the church. Uh, then I went back. Um, uh, and, and I mentioned also at the church that there was a group of worshippers of Ayus, uh, the uh, Dread God, I think, God of Dread, uh, from World of Greyhawk. And uh, his follower, there was like, his followers like had this big caravan, like, like desert caravan, like, you know, close to a thousand people, you know, small town. Um, and they were going through this, uh, they were going down on the opposite side of the river. So, um, no one really investigated it and they didn't like, it, this is a trade town, so they're not going to be like sending people out to, to check on things, right? They're just going to like reinforce their army's going to work double time or whatever. And, um, they're just going to hope that they don't come this way. Uh, and if they do, they have walls that'll hopefully deal with them. Um, at any rate, at the bar, they found out the same information, but also they found there were um, uh, con conflicting uh, statements that couldn't decide whether Ayuse was with them or not. And he was be being carried on a palisade, I believe the word is, um, I could not remember it that day, but uh, hey, it just popped into my head right now. Pretty cool. So I think it's a palisade um, where you got like four guys carrying somebody and they're sitting on top. Um, so there was definitely someone being carried on this palisade, but they they uh, they thought it was I used, but they didn't know for sure or not. Um, so they um, decide that uh, they're going to go explore the ruin. And this thing is giant. It's like um, two miles across, I think. It might have been only a mile across, a mile to two miles across. Um, and it's got hundreds of these uh, archways. And some of these archways have um, like 
either like darkness or like a purple shimmer in it. Um, maybe like a reflection to another world. Um, and some of them are just empty. So they, they mess around and they try to go through one, but it doesn't work. Um, they get, uh, they start searching around and they get to the center of this thing. And, um, I allude that there's like an actual working portal there. I'm not sure if they got that. I think they did. I don't remember, quite remember, um, the negative to do these, doing these things six days after we, uh, we play is, uh, my forgetfulness. Um, but, uh, they decided that that's, that wasn't their, their idea. They're, they were going to go with the original idea to go through the negative, uh, plane, uh, and search for this, um, thing on the border, this portal on the border. So, um, they go to the negative plane and walk, you know, start walking. And, uh, I opened, I think third and first edition manual of the planes. And, um, I did a random roll and they were, um, it only took them an hour to find this thing. Uh, it's funny cause they kind of realized that since it was on the border, they could, they didn't have to worry about the, the shadow or the negative energy plane so much. They could just walk in the shadow plane. Um, so they enter the portal. Um, they like test it out, throw something in there, um, the, send a familiar through and, uh, the familiar comes back and kind of describes what they see. And it was that other, um, that place in, in, uh, Torov Bargu, the, the center ring, but it was, um, more foggy and there were, uh, buildings on the outlying, um, edges of the fog. Um, yes. And we're going to break there for a minute. I'll be right back. So they're in this area filled with fog and, um, I have them make saving throws. Two of them fail, so they are confused as the spell and uh, start going in different directions. So um, the um, the other two grab them and kind of try and shake them out of it, which does succeed. But by the time they've shaken them out of it, um, it, um, it they can't see the edges of these buildings anymore. They're surrounded entirely by fog. And I think I did a, a good description here because um, I kept using fog and like you can feel the wet from the fog and I kept going on and there's a lake by there so someone was like it's from the lake yeah it tastes salty um, so I don't think they knew exactly what happened until the fog lifted um, and then uh, basically the fog listed, lifted and they were in a blind alley in Citadel Cavitius uh, Cavitius um Beckna's city in bum 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 Ravenloft. So there's a little talk after the uh we ended right there. Um there was a little bit of talk after the session and they figured out they were in Ravenloft. Um but I don't I think I think it was kind of a gradual realization, which is kind of what I was going for. Um it's funny that it's getting close to Halloween. I mean it's not really close to Halloween, but it's getting there. Um, all the spirit stores are open and my son's going crazy over animatronics. So, uh, Halloween's coming up. It's something to start thinking about. I'm running a Halloween game as well. Uh, put a pin in that and maybe I'll talk about it later. Um, so yeah, I think, um, it's, it's ironic that, um, they, they chose this quest 
Uh, I had nothing to do with it, and um, I'm I'm pulling a lot from an old module, which is mostly in Ravenloft. Well, yeah, about half the modules in Ravenloft, I think. So pretty freaking cool that this is gonna um, fall around Halloween. I, I was wondering what I was gonna do for my Halloween game for this uh, this group. Uh, I usually do something uh, a little spooky, a little ghosty, a little little something. Um, never anything like over the top, or we've never done like a um, Halloween one shot or anything like that. Um, I used to do uh, a mind flare story every Halloween, and uh, I don't know. I stopped role playing, so that stopped happening. Um, but I. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll pick up that tr this tradition this year. Um, I don't know exactly. I haven't decided how they're going to get out of Ravenloft. Um, but I know that... Uh, I, I, I've got a couple ideas. And I can... I can stretch it out to Halloween if I need to. I don't think I'll need to. Um, really, I think... Next session, we'll be going through the town and doing the encounters. Session after that, we'll be going through the tower and doing the encounters. And uh, the session after that will be uh, the final fight, um, which I still haven't decided how that's going to go. And I got to be prepared for the final fight, though. I got to prepare for that. Um... Yeah, so I think I am, uh, I'm pretty good for tomorrow. I need to go over the encounters again. Um, oh yeah, so um, that's that's three weeks out, all right? Um, so I'd need another six weeks of content. Um, I, I definitely want, um, I don't know, maybe we can do like a quick little tour of Ravenloft, you know? Um, go sack some dreadlords. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you got to get uh, uh, what's his face's fang, Strahd's fang, and uh, a wrap from uh, the mummy's fucking uh, cloth, and uh, a couple things like that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, that that might be that might be the way to go there. A little MacGuffin tour around Ravenloft. Um, I know I've got a list of greatest hits that I want to hit before this game ends. Um, and I believe I talked to the players about um, going past into level uh, level 30 uh, eventually. Um, but not... Like at the end of this campaign, we end it, and then we'll come back every few months, maybe, with a big adventure and do a campaign with um, their characters and uh, have them go up a level. I think that would be pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah. So, like I said, I'm pretty much ready. I uh, I should probably start adding the tower to um, Foundry. Uh, I don't know if they will get there tomorrow night. Um, I, I have a feeling they will not because I think there's four or five encounters, I want to say, um, in the city, and I wanted to do them all, so, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So we will figure this out um, tomorrow. I may even stream some prep. I don't know. It depends on how much prep I end up doing. Um, yeah. And, uh... Oh, Halloween game. So, um, I've been talked into doing a Halloween game to, um, bring some... Uh, one of my friends works at... Or, well, my ex works at, um, a vegan, uh, restaurant in, um, city right next to us. And there are two people there who are interested in, well, one person there who's interested in role-playing and one person who plays Pathfinder right now. Um, so she was trying to get us together so, like, we could make more friends, right? Because I have a hard time making friends. Um, my ex is, like, always trying to do things for people like that. It's one of the cooler things about her. Um, so she set this up and I, yeah, I'm going to run a Halloween game. I think I'm running Mothership. I need to sit down and read the rules. And uh, that's something that I want to do tomorrow. Because um, I don't think it's that much. Um, if it ends up being really cool and I really enjoy it, which it sounds like I will because everybody like um, throws a lot of praise their way, I will um, probably end up backing the Kickstarter. By the way, uh, Into the Odd Kickstarter drops. Uh, that is... Uh, a great little game. Um, it spawned Electric Bastion Land, and uh, apparently there is still a big following for Into the Odd, so he's kind of remastering it. I think it, like, doubles or triples the size. He was talking about it, and it was like, I want to say it was like a page, I don't know, I don't remember. It was like 140 or 40, <laughs> but still, the, the original Into the Odd is like, it's a, it's a zine, uh, but it's uh, very cool. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I don't know whether I prefer Into the Otter or Electric Bastion Land because I haven't really played either of them. Um, I played, I ran Silent Titans for a little bit. Uh, actually, I think I only ran one session of Silent Titans. So, I think that uh, that is a modified version of Into the Odd. I know there's a couple little differences I noticed. Um, but yeah, I want to, want to, get that to the table eventually. I think that's going to be my next thing after Worlds Without Number. Um, I really wanted, or really thought about using that for the Halloween game, but I, um, I want to go a little spacey with it. So, like, um, I, I'm thinking, like, a space witch is what I was thinking, and, uh, kind of pull stuff together with that. So, they are running around a derelict ship, and, don't know what's going on, but the space witch is causing it all. Um, but Mothership has an adventure that was in Free RPG Day for um, the Exalted Funeral Day, or weekend, Free RPG Weekend or something. Um, they gave away a bunch of free PDFs and uh, some uh, free zines as well. Uh, of course, the one I wanted, they were out of stock on. <laughs> it's... Uh, Oh my goodness, why can't I? I want to say Silver Axe, I think. Um, it was $15 and then like $10 for shipping. And I was like, I, I don't want to buy this. <laughs> um, but everything was like half off or a lot of stuff was half off during this sale. So I, um, I was hoping to pick it up then because I was already buying a bunch of shit. So the shipping uh, would be not very much more for a zine. <laughs> 
I think they all came in an envelope anyway. No, they came in a box, odd. Oh, because I had a um, eight and a half by 11 in there. Um, yeah, there's still something I haven't read from that. Um, physical. Uh, the, I buy PDFs all the time. I never read them, but uh, that's just my collecting nature. My need to... Um, uh, actually, I haven't done it in quite a while. Um, I haven't felt the need to uh, make myself happy with purchases. Um, Into the Odd was like something I was waiting for and excited about. Uh, so um, I'm excited to get that in hardbound. And eventually, I'd like to get Electric Bastion Land hardbound. But uh, that's like a $50 book. And I am not ready to drop that kind of money on that um, when I have the PDF. So um, it is what it is. My physical collection is interesting. I, I don't I don't use physical books a lot, but I like to buy them. Um, the last physical book I bought was the uh, Spelunking Guide to the Underworld or whatever it was called. Um, that reminds me, uh, the new PDF came out for that. Uh, um, it's supposed to be like a companion to it that um, goes through the rules um, and gives uh, examples of them. Um, it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, you know, go through each rule and say, here's an example of this, here's an example of this, here's an example of this. Um, but it's four, I think, adventures uh, that use the rules. So um, it's, it's different than I thought it would be, which means at first I don't like it. Uh, but uh, the more I think about it, I really like the idea of having them in adventures uh, because then it's not just a book of rules examples, but it's, it's adventures. It's things I can use. Um, and it's got rules examples in them. So it's, uh, it sounds pretty cool. I haven't opened that PDF yet. Um, it's also, I think it's supposed to collect the majority of the tables as well, um, which are already collected in, um, the back of the hardback, which, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. It, 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 it inflates the size of the PDF, but Honestly, I don't remember if they were doing a print version or not, um, so it doesn't really matter. Plus, it's easier to have two different PDFs open, so I can have one set to the tables and the other sent to, you know, whatever I'm going through. Um, yeah, I think there's something else I'm waiting for um, out of that. I got a print-on-demand coupon for uh, Rise of the Drow. I didn't even know I backed that part. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back into Kickstarter and take a look, or backer kit. Uh, I know I increased my pledge at the end, uh, but I wasn't aware it came with um, the uh, Drider of the Underdark uh, campaign, which is, it's immense. <laughs> it is a, um, it's a, it's the equivalent of a Frog God book. It's like 300 pages, or I mean 500 pages. It is, it looks like a freaking textbook. Um, I see ads for it on Facebook all the time, which is funny. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I think that's all I got to say this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I will talk to you next week. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackthenerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatrice-nuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. 
As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out is great for me. Thanks for listening.